KFI AM 640, August 18th on a Thursday. Uh, all right, inspiring members of uh, the Team USA. We've been doing that all week long, and uh, most of the names we are familiar with. Uh, not this one. Not this one. Kim Road is uh, one woman who is the first to win an individual medal at six consecutive Olympic Games. Now, not only do you not know her name, because no one does, uh, but she's a Southern California gal. She is the most successful female competitive shooter at the Olympics. She shoots. Shotguns is what she shoots. And uh, shotgun shooting, women's shooting, uh, is two events, or it used to be two events. One is the double tap in which uh, you go for the target and you do two shots uh, almost uh, simultaneously, one right after the other, and the other is skeet. Everybody knows about skeet. They throw those clay pigeons up in the air, and you shoot them while they're in the air, and then when you hit them, they sort of blow up, and it becomes dust. Uh, She is uh, 37, born in Whittier, uh, lives in Big Bear now, went to a royal high school in El Monte, Went to Cal Poly Pomona, where she studied agribusiness management. Uh, Married, three-year-old son, who is learning Spanish and Chinese Mandarin. And she began hunting at a very early age. Uh, Her dad was, still is her coach. She She began competing in skeet shooting at the age of 10. Traveled on her first African safari at the age of 12, and at 13, she won her first title in women's double-tap shooting, where same target, two shots, one right after the other. She's obviously a big fan of shooting. Uh, She says it teaches you responsibility and discipline and focus and all those reasons that she is going to teach her son the sport of shooting when she feels ready. Keep in mind, her son is three years old at this point. As far as the Olympic medals, she's won three gold, one silver, two bronze. In 1966 in Atlanta, she won a gold for the double tap. Uh, I'm sorry, 1996. What did I say, 67? Yeah, yeah, 96. Thank you very much for correcting me. In 1996 in Atlanta, uh, she won gold for the double tap. And at 17, she was the youngest female gold medalist in the history of Olympic shooting. And then bronze in the in 2000, double tap. Athens, 2004, gold, double tap. Now, the 2008 Olympics, there was no double tap. They dropped it as an Olympic sport. So now there is only one event in shooting, uh, shotgun shooting, and that is... Skeet. And in 2008, Beijing, she won uh, silver in Skeet. 2012, London, she won gold in Skeet. Skeet. And she was pregnant with her son at that time. And she tied the world record in Skeet shooting this year uh, with a score of 99 out of 100 at one point. And uh, that was, I'm sorry, that was 2012 when she won the gold, 99 out of 100. And then this year she won bronze. So how can she be 37 and still win? Well, uh, shooting you can do almost forever. You can can be 190 
and still be an Olympic champion in shooting, unlike swimming or running or gymnastics, simply because there are virtually no physical demands, although the, the gun can be pretty heavy. In 2013, uh, a very difficult pregnancy followed. She had a surgery to remove a uh, gallbladder, and she couldn't lift anything heavier than five pounds for more than six months. So she couldn't hold her son, who was seven pounds at the time, or her gun, nine pounds. That's a heavy gun, but that's a shotgun, too. You know, those are honking big guns. And she couldn't lift her gun for months. And then other health issues. Uh, last year, she had to keep off her feet for several weeks. Uh, in fact, she was only cleared to walk more than one block or be on her feet more than 30 minutes two months ago. And that, she said, affects her ability to train. And I can see that. You know, lifting that gun and moving it very quickly does gets, get your heart rate. I mean, it's, it's good cardio, especially when you kill someone or blow a bird to pieces. Obviously, I'm not the biggest fan. I've done skeet shooting. Anybody done skeet shooting here? I may have. I have. Yeah, I think I went to the range once with some skeets, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Michelle hasn't done it. Justin, you ever done skeet? No, but my uh, f- my son just went for two weeks up with my dad. He's seven, and he shot a four ten shotgun with my dad. And then now my dad's buying a skeet thing because he wants to shoot the the clays. So just next summer, my eight year old now then will shoot skeet. You know, maybe gonna, be an Olympian. You know, he's going to kill people with that. You know that he's going to just uh, your son. What are you talking about? He's just going <laughs> to take the shotgun and kill people. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, think about that one. I went once. Uh, didn't even come close to hitting uh, the clay pigeon. Not even close. What? Matter of fact, to the point where the guy who was running it looked at me and said, it's the other way. Really? Yeah. Don't You're, <laughs> you're shooting in the wrong direction. Someone in peak athletic form like you. Uh, that's correct. Shocking. Yep, that's correct. Wow. All right. So uh, here I want to come back and talk about her sponsorship. Now, keep in mind, this is a lady who won six consecutive Olympics – She's young. She's a mom. You think she'd be perfect for a sponsorship? Nope. And I'll tell you why when we come back. KFI AM six forty. KFI AM six forty. KFI AM six forty. Handle here, uh, August eighteenth on a Thursday, and we uh, continue with the story of. Uh, Olympic champions, inspiring story of uh, U.S. Olympians. Uh, Kim Rode, who is a shooter, a shotgun shooter, and now it's uh, the skeet. It used to be the double tap and the skeet and the skeet, double tap being two shots, one right after another, same target. That's gone. That disappeared in 2008. So now the only thing that's left is the skeet. Kim Rode is 37 years old and has won six medals in six Olympics. I think two of them or three of them gold. And you'd think with that kind of record, holy moly, just, and she's a mom and I mean, all of it. And so since she's meddled and she's young and she's a mom, what a perfect person to sponsor a product. No. Her agent actually pitched her to 20 different companies that back the Olympics. We're talking about companies that are involved heavily in the Olympics And not one bit. Not interested. Why? Well, Yahoo Sports wrote about it and said, because she wields a shotgun, speaks out against gun control, 
says her three-year-old son is a life member of the NRA. Road is among the most polarizing athletes in Rio and drawing the attention of worldwide media fascinated by the U.S. gun culture. One of the things about the rest of the world, and as you know, I, I do a fair amount of traveling. I mean, that's where I put my disposable income as I travel. I certainly don't do it on clothes. And, uh, yeah, you can tell, and I certainly don't do what? it. Yeah, I know, and I don't go out to restaurants a lot. I mean, Costco, a buck and a half for uh, their Polish or their hot dog with a soda. So it's traveling. And I'll tell you what the, what the world is fascinated by, how insane we are about guns. I mean, forget about yes or no or the moral aspect. Just fascinated by how fascinated we are with guns. How it's just we're so into them. Now, at one point, Nike used to sponsor her, but not anymore. And it's kind of obvious uh, why there no one's doing it because the stigma that's now attached to guns and uh, the uh, all of the controversy surrounding gun violence. One of her teammates said a lot of times uh, they'll say, well, we really like you. You're great. Your credentials speak for themselves, but we're not sure how we can fit you in. So it seems like they want to, but they don't want to get caught up in the media backlash. And it will. And one of the things about sponsors is they don't want controversy. They're just not interested. So uh, gun and ammunition manufacturers uh, have uh, sponsored her Winchester Beretta Uh, They sponsor other members of the team to a very small degree, but certainly not like Coca-Cola or McDonald's or Procter & Gamble. And it's the uh, same situation for the other members of Team USA shooting. Uh, Since 2002, uh, actually the shooting has been the fifth highest medal producer for the U.S. team. And uh, what's going on? Well, here in California, as you know, the politics, uh, Governor Brown recently signed six new bills that tighten everything from gun ownership to non-owner gun usage to ammunition purchases. I mean, all of that. And what she says is regarding uh, gun control and bills limiting the number of guns you can have or the kind of guns or ammunition sales, that sort of thing. She says, uh, they are in a way killing my sport making it more difficult for people to start my sport and try it. If I'm going to, if I'm going out to coach Boy Scouts or teach somebody how to shoot and I can't loan them a gun or a shell, it becomes very challenging to get new people into the sport. Uh, others say, by the way, it really isn't even about that. It's really about that nobody cares. It's simply not a draw. I mean, how many people go out and watch the uh, skeet shooting events? And uh, the other thing, it's uh, it's really expensive. I mean, really expensive. So uh, unless the family is fairly well off, uh, it's hard just to come up with the money without sponsors. A uh, competition level firearm is uh, eight to ten thousand dollars, and you've got ammunition, you have clay pigeon, you have range fees, and it's four hundred and fifty dollars a day when you're training. I mean, that gets pretty pricey. When you have swimming or you have uh, diving, it's a swimming pool that's already been there. It's not like you have to build one every day. So uh, what's happening now is uh, the U.S. US Olympic team is helping to foot some of the bill for training only because of the uh, medal potential they have. 
So Team USA, actually, the shooting team, received $2.5 million, which is pretty healthy, which is right behind swimming and track and field. And that money gets divided uh, among the team. But it's not enough to uh, cover the uh, the cost. For example, the day before leaving for Rio, she shot at 450 targets. That's pricey stuff. Oh, is she in for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo? Oh, yes. And if she uh, goes for the 2024 Olympics, which she says she will, that's her eighth consecutive Olympics. And she would like to check out one more box on her Olympic list. And that's being a U.S. flag bearer for the first time. And she's actually a pretty good candidate, especially when she says, you know what, I, instead of the pole, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attach that flag to a shotgun and have that fly. Hmm. Did you even know that uh, there's shotgun shooting at the Olympics? I had no idea. I didn't know it was shotgun. I knew. Uh, no, there's shooting know. shooting. There's rifle shooting. Right, there's there's air gun shooting. Yeah. But this is shotgun shooting. Didn't know the shotguns were there. You know, there are weird events because they add, they take away. I think they had windsurfing last time in which some Israeli kid won. And that was the first time Israel ever won a medal and he became an instant uh, national hero. And I think they took that away from the Olympics. Baseball, yes, no. I mean, all of it. It's very uh, strange stuff. Still, favorite sport on the planet, curling. Winter Olympics curling, and you have these great athletes who sweep with a broom better than anybody else. Can't wait for the Winter Olympics. All right, coming up, the accusations of price gouging because of uh, the blue cut fire. We'll talk about that coming up. KFI AM 640. KFI, an iHeart radio station. KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here, August 18th on a Thursday. And we only have nine days till our until our 23rd anniversary show uh, that we uh, do. The morning show puts on, uh, in this case, uh, our talentless talent show. And it's going to be Spirit Day at Handelwood High School. It's actually going to be at the City National Grove of Anaheim. And it's Saturday, August 27. And that's a week from Saturday, but it's going to be a high school. We're going to be in the school gym. And it's singing and dancing and special guests, your favorite KFI personalities. And it is going to be insane. Uh, I'm looking at this and we're putting it together. It is actually going to be the funniest one, most entertaining one we've ever done. And we have all the morning crew entertaining and uh, you're going to love what Jennifer does and Justin does. And uh, it's uh, we've got some very special events coming up uh, also. Now, we're going to give away uh, a uh, trip to New York to see Hamilton, one of my favorite musicals. You know, I love musicals. And Hamilton may or may not be part of the show, I might add. And it's uh, tickets to New York to see Hamilton. The, the It's air flight uh, or airfare, hotel accommodations, and the tickets. And you can't get tickets to see Hamilton. That's uh, going to be the fun part, or a part of it that's fun. We encourage you to join in on the fun. So uh, send in uh, photos of your high school or prom photo to Bill at KFI640.com. We're going to incorporate that into the show. 
we're going to have you involved and come retro, you know, dress up in your old high school prom outfits. Well, that's not going to work. Your Letterman jacket. Yeah, that's probably not going to work either. But whatever you did, we'd like you to do and be part of it. Tickets and information available, KFIAM640.com. And uh, nine days, that's it. Spirit Day at Handlewood High School in Orange County, the City National Grove. Brought to you in part by Outdoor Elegance. All right, now, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, not a particularly good part of society. People being slimy and disgusting and taking advantage of folks who are in trouble. As uh, the authorities called for the evacuation of thousands of people in the high desert and mount, uh, mountain communities because you had the blue-cut fire going crazy, fast-spreading fires, so what res- residents had to do was they were leaving. Some were going to local area hotels, and they had no place else to go. I mean, they were out there immediately. Some people couldn't even bring belongings within a matter of seconds, so they had to sleep someplace, so they had a bunch of motels in that area, a bunch of hotels, cheap hotels. How much you think it costs? to rent a hotel room, a motel room in that area. Well, the reports came out that there was price gouging by multiple local hotels. The DA's office in San Bernardino uh, asking residents to contact them if they believed that the residents were a victim of price gouging as a result of the fire. And price gouging legally is defined as an increase, this is during emergency situations, an increase more than 10% above the usual or advertised rates. So uh, local hotels normally charge $50, $60, $70 a night, $300 or more for one room on Tuesday. How disgusting is that? I hope these people just get nailed. There was one two-star motel off Stoddard Wells that is, uh, there were online listings that, uh, and this is in Victorville. I mean, how many times you go to Victorville for vacation? Uh, It was charging $299, uh, more than $240 north of what TripAdvisor's price was on Wednesday. It went from $60 up to $300. Then you have the Holiday Inn Express Hotel and Suites, uh, Spring Hill Suites by Marriott, advertising rooms uh, over $240 on Tuesday. On uh, employees, incidentally, at both hotels, when asked about this, said the company's corporate office dictates the price structure. We don't. The local, uh, the hotels don't dictate it. Corporate dictates it. And you wonder, how does corporate come down and justify in a time of uh, such need, when people are, are so vulnerable, how do they do it? And here's the way corporate, they defend it. Okay, they're not saying, gee, you know, we're going to refund. Oh, no. They're going to say the pricing of hotel rooms depends on the event, depends on availability. And then they, as an example, say, for example, in New York, when the Super Bowl was in New Jersey, uh, hotel prices in New York went from 400 to $1,200. So it's simply a question of demand. When we had our festival here, uh, the rooms all sold out and the rooms doubled in price, tripled in price. So you see, it's demand. Well, they left out 
the fact that demand in this case was an emergency and evacuation and people had no choice. Last time I heard, uh, very few people had a gun to their heads to go to the Super Bowl. Well, even worse during the blue cut fire, even worse than a gun to their heads as they're looking at a wall of fire coming down. I find it astounding that the corporate offices, excuse me, are defending this as opposed to saying, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Uh, It was a a program or uh, someone made a mistake. And, of course, we're going to refund all of the money except for the $60 we normally charge. I mean, come on, how do you do that, really? Now, I hope we hear some heroic aspects of this where people actually did the right thing, giving up their homes or having people come into their homes on an emergency basis, uh, offering food and saying, hey, you guys, you know, need the help. I haven't heard that yet. Price gouging is illegal. It is a crime to price gouge. Uh, it could result in criminal or civil sanctions, criminal prosecution, up to a year imprisonment in county jail, uh, a fine of up to $10,000 or both. And then there are civil penalties of up to $5,000 per violation uh, and mandatory restitution. Boy, I hope beyond hope that these companies get nailed. That is disgusting. I mean, even I, and I'm not the nicest guy in the world, wouldn't charge $300. 200 maybe? 250 maybe? But come on, guys. Really? All right, coming up, boot camp for kindergartners or to prepare for kindergarten. And uh, we're talking thousands of dollars to prepare for kindergarten? All right, I'll share that with you. This is KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. KFI handle here, August 18th on a Thursday. Uh, We finished with a story of how completely, utterly nuts some parents are. In Santa Monica, there is a boot camp which costs a chunk of money, and it is a boot camp for kids ranging in age from three and a half to five years old to get ready for kindergarten. Kindergarten. Did you do that, Justin? Uh, We sent him to preschool. (laughs) Yeah, that's not, no, no, this is boot camp. This is uh, outside of preschool. But what, well, I'm sure you're going to go into this. But what do they do? Like, well, I'll I like tell the you idea minute. of an old guy, middle aged guy, yelling in his face now, to tell him how dumb he is. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, this particular camp in Santa Monica is called Kinder Prep. It's one week, costs a thousand bucks, designed to prepare the kids for the rigors of kindergarten. Rigors, yes. It's at a place called the Colorado Center, an office complex, has its own park, private security, uh, a bunch of very high end tenants. And in addition to the 1000 bucks for the week, uh, some parents are signing up their kids for separate one-on-one sessions that cost between 120 to $200 an hour, an hour. Yes. Now, how does that work? Well, if you ask uh, the director of kinder prep, uh, he'll say it really helps students. Because when they get into kindergarten, there's no play. It's like first grade. Huh? 
And what parents are vying for is going into these uh, private elite schools that have kindergartens. And those private schools, can you imagine this? $25,000 a year to send your kids to kindergarten at a private school. So how does this work? Well, the camp day starts. Children open up their personal folders, family personal photos, photos parents provided. And uh, Fraley, the director of uh, of this, uh, just hilarious, uh, pastes each child photos in a notebook, and then the kid can write. Three and a half to five years old, a lot of kids can write, right? And for those who don't know how to write yet, uh, three instructors help them using highlighter, spell out the what the campers want to say, and then uh, the campers sort of trace that so they learn. And then they leave their writing tablets on the mat, and then they go for, they're surrounded by stuffed animals, and then uh, the, the teachers lead them through the months of the year, and then what's your birthday? Okay, that part's done, and then they go to the cafeteria. And each instructor sits with four kids in a booth to read a book about counting. That word booth is the closest to boot camp, I think this whole thing sounds. I know, it's crazy. And the kids are actually given uh, books to look at. I mean, obviously they can't read. uh, And it's, frankly, I don't know how many four-year-olds read Kafka to begin with. I mean, they demand a lot from these kids. Well, here's what I could tell you, that my both my boys have now gone into the Burbank school system in kindergarten, and they have daily homework in kindergarten now. See, but that's insane. The first, that's insane. If, what was it? This is the third day of school, and my, my son, who's in kindergarten now, has a project. And it's pretty mundane, and I get that they're trying to get him into the routine, but I agree. It seems like a that's lot. Just cra- I mean, that's just crazy. This is Southern California. This is a first-world problem where people are nuts. All right. Let's talk to uh, the Gary Hoffman man. Hello. Hello. You look very different without your termite head on. Uh, <laughs> did you sleep with that thing on? No, I did not. No, I did not sleep did with you that on. You do can, a little role playing with that uh, thing I on? did a little role playing. Yes. Uh, we have a, where's the picture where I'm with uh, you and Shane? Uh, it's on Instagram and Twitter, a couple of different places. The, that's, so some of the, fo- of the uh, costumes that we're going to be wearing for the show. Uh, somebody asked me if I got my Letterman jacket in the uh, debate team, which is only funny because when I was wearing it in the hallway yesterday, somebody actually said that they got their Letterman jacket for being part of the mock trial team. See, that's... When I went to school, it was athletics. That that's all you it. got it for. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That was it. That was your letter. It was and then either. you had guys that had three, four, five letters. They, right. got, they got laid. For three or four different sports. Yeah. And, and they were varsity for several years. Right. If not, I mean, I was only varsity swimmer for two years. Uh, but I got it. So, you know who made fun of me? Everybody. Petros. Oh, Petro says oh. that he's a you know an all state you know oh, football he's, player, all American. I think he was a president of the, uh, and he was uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, captain the, is what they captain, call it. That's captain. That's what they call it. The, yeah. What do I know? The worst team that USC ever fielded, yeah, according to him. But okay, he no said list. it's ridiculous that I would actually get a letter because right. he never had one. And by the way, Gary uh, is uh, well. There could be some surprises for the show on the twenty seventh. <laughs> all right, so good. I would hate to teach you a magic trick because yeah. you would you tell would everybody about it. I know. All right. So what do you have going on today? All right. Well, the latest with Ryan Lochte, because we're expecting a news conference from Rio probably in the next hour or so uh, about the details of uh, them making up this story. And uh, a quick interview that we've done with Ryan Lochte. We have some good sound bites from him. He sounds 
as dumb as you think he is. Yeah, no genius. Does he have his green hair on because he uh, didn't no, quite he, figure out what chlorine does to bleach blonde hair? My understanding is that he's changed it back uh, to the color of rocks. Right, so a lot going on. Gary and Shannon coming right up. Have a good show. Thank you. This is KFI AM. Oh, no, wait a second. Wait, it's, you have phone numbers. I have phone numbers to give. That's right. Handle on the law today. Seven. Right. If you want marginal legal advice, right. I'm starting this in just a moment or two. 877-520-1150. Wait a minute. Eight That's seven, the right number. Yes, 877-520-1150. Marginal legal advice starting in just a moment off the air for future broadcast. That's 877-520-1150. Now, Gary and Shannon, come aboard. This is KFI AM 640. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. 